0: You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in
1: mediocrity, not excellence. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: You know, every now and then, we need to be reminded that as Christians, We should always strive to live in excellence. I'm bringing this up today because as usual, whenever I speak to you, it's probably what God has been dealing with me about all week. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. That we need to demonstrate that in every area of our life, and we need to be enthusiastic about it. Really, enthusiasm comes from the great—I'm uh, sorry—the Greek word entheos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. The great. Writer Mark Twain's favorite character was Tom Sawyer. And there was this one story where Tom Sawyer was just a boy and was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't like it, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it. So much, and when his friends came up, he started telling, telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. Finally, he was so convincing how much fun it was, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all his friends paint his fence. You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early, and finding ways to do the job better, and going the extra mile with your duties. Some of you will say something like, well, hey, man, they, they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, let me tell you something. They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like Daniel of old. The Word says he was distinguished above presidents because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit. You see, God expects excellence from us. He expects it. The Word says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men, that we will receive our inheritance. So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around, and all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. Listen, God's not expecting us to be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. It's just about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live excellent in and which to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a desire to be pleasing to God in everything that we do. When we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity, being generous. We're making a statement to the world that we are living for something greater, bigger, better than anything the world could ever offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation
1: for everything. As Christians, we are meant to be different from those in the world. Stay tuned to hear how we are meant to be men and women with a different spirit. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: But first I want to talk about how important it is to have a positive attitude in our life. How many believe it's important for a Christian to have a positive attitude? Well, I want you to know that A positive attitude is important. And it's also, it's important to God that we have a positive attitude. I want to start uh, by explaining this, by telling you this funny story. Okay, here we go. Joe received a parrot for his birthday. The parrot was fully grown with a bad attitude and a worse vocabulary. He was always rude to everyone he saw. Joe tried to change the bird's attitude. He would teach him polite words. He played soothing music. He tried everything, but nothing worked. The harder he tried, the ruder the bird got. Finally, in a moment of desperation, Joe put the parrot in the freezer where he kept the meat. For a few moments, he heard the bird squawking and kicking and screaming. And then suddenly, all was quiet. Frightened that he might have actually hurt the bird... Joe quickly opened the freezer door. The parrot stepped out onto Joe's arm and said, Joe, I'm so sorry that I offended you with my language and my actions. Please accept my humble apology. Joe was astounded at the change in the attitude of this bird. He was about to ask him what caused it when the parrot said, By the way, Joe, may I ask, what did the chickens do? He had an attitude change in the freezer, you see. And you know, we all struggle from time to time to go through life with a positive attitude. But I, was, I rediscovered an ancient story in the Word this week that reminded me of why we have to develop a good attitude. The story goes way back to when Moses and the children of Israel were on the brink of entering into the promised land that God had promised them. So Moses sends some guys into the land as spies to check things out. And when they get over there, they find out that the place is great, with lots of fertile land and crops and water. But they also find that there are lots of people there. There are great armies and great cities. And they even ran across some giants So when they get back, Moses calls like this town meeting. And he wants to know what they discovered. Well, 10 out of the 12 spies that went were convinced that they didn't have a chance if they went into the land. Well, they acknowledged that the land was everything that God had promised. But their enemies were too strong. The giants were too big. And if they went in, they would surely all die. But then one man, a man named Caleb, stepped up to the microphone. Okay, I don't think they had microphones. And he said, listen, we should go and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. And you know what I thought of when I read that? Who does that sound like? Have you ever heard Pastor Dez stand right where I am right now and say, Come on, Bethesda, let's do it. That's what I thought of. You are Caleb, my friend. Well, anyway, back to my story. It was two against ten. And all the people got scared, and no matter what, Moses and Caleb said they wouldn't go in. They were right there, I mean, at the border. But their negative attitude is what won the day. And then the story gets really ugly because God was not amused. He didn't appreciate their negative attitude. Not only did he see that the ten negative thinking spies met an untimely death, but he banished the children of Israel for another 40 years. All of those negative people would never see the land God promised All that is except Caleb and Joshua. And let me tell you about Caleb. Let me tell you what the Lord said about Caleb. He said this. None of them will ever see the land I promised. But because my servant Caleb, listen to this, has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land and, I'll, and his descendants will inherit it. So, you know, with everything that goes on in our lives today, would, would you ever believe that our attitude would have such important consequences? This story shows us that when we become a child of God, we're meant to be men and women with a different spirit. Caleb wish, witnessed the same things the others did, He saw the fortified cities and the giants. The difference was that his attitude wasn't based on what he saw, but on who he knew. The others were living in fear. Caleb was living in faith. They were dwelling on their weakness. Caleb was counting on God's strength. They were focused on giants. Caleb was focused on God. They saw defeat in their future, but Caleb knew victory belonged to God. They were doubters. Caleb was a believer. They saw the problems. Caleb saw the possibilities. You see, Caleb had a different spirit. And did you know that 40 years later, Caleb, then 85 years old, as he readied himself to finally step onto the promised land, He said, I'm as strong today as the day that Moses sent me out. I'm ready to go to battle. Now give me this country that the Lord has promised me. All those years of struggle. And Caleb was still a man with a different spirit. What about you? Do you have a different spirit today? There's a good bet that whatever giants or obstacles that you're facing today That there are 10 people being negative around you just like Caleb had But let me tell you something God wants you to have a different spirit You are too blessed to be stressed Anybody can complain and be negative You just have to say I may have problems But I'm not discouraged God is in control here I have the favor of God in my life I refuse to let anything or anyone steal the joy that I have or dampen the confidence that I have in Him. If everyone says it's impossible, I'm still going to press on. There's victory in my DNA. And like Caleb, I have a different spirit. And I'm well able to do it. In Jesus' name,
1: What is the true mark of success for a man? Stay right there to find out how you can measure yourself
2: and answer that question. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. we hope
1: you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side the boss called one of his employees into his office
0: Robbie said you've been with the company for over a year you started out in the mailroom a few weeks later you were promoted to the sales department a month after that you moved up to district manager And a few months after that, you were promoted to vice president. Now it's time for me to retire, and I want you to take over the company. What do you say to that? Thanks, said the employee. Thanks? Is that all you have to say? Okay, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Because as men, we never stop measuring things. You see where I'm going? Because from the first moment we're born, what's the first thing we do? We we weigh and we measure the baby. And it continues throughout our lives this desire to measure everything. I mean, growing up, we measure how fast we can run, how high we can jump, how many hits we get. And they make us believe that our entire future rides on the grades we get, or these SAT scores. And when we grow up, life becomes a complex process of measuring ourselves. It turns into things like sales quotas, and job evaluations, and tax returns. So as experts, as we think we are in how to measure ourselves, I wonder How many of us know how to measure ourselves as a man and as a father? I mean, what standard are we to use for that? And who sets it? What is the true mark of success for a man? Well, I pondered on this quite a bit this week. And my journey through the scriptures revealed many things about what makes up a good man and a good father. But just like a good measuring system is always simple to use, I'm just going to give you three quick, simple ways to know if you measure up as a man and as a father. Here it is. The first one is this. Have you lived your life where your son and your daughters believe that it can be done? Have they seen through you a life live for Christ, and that it's the most worthwhile pursuit in life? Do they realize that even though you failed many times, you intend to make it? You're committed to it, and by God's grace, you will. Do they know through you it can be done? And the second way to measure yourself is this. Can your son or your daughter say with certainty that no matter where they are in their life, that no matter what they're going through, that because of you, they are not alone. They know you're there, praying for them, encouraging them, reinforcing the values that you hold dear to them. And the third way a man can measure himself is to ask himself if his son or his daughter Knows that he believes in her or him. And while it's certain that he won't always agree with them. a father makes sure they know he has great expectations of them. Those three things. It can be done. You're not alone. And I believe in you. A simple test. But a man who will measure himself through the eyes of his children need not bother with any other standard of measure. Because the test will always reveal whether a man... whether he's a man or he's just a male. Because, you see, being a male is just a matter of birth. But being a man... Is a matter of choice. And the most important decision that a man will ever make is to pass on to his children that which God has so graciously, graciously given to him. You remember the movie Braveheart? The legendary leader of the Scottish uprising against England was Sir William Wallace. And in the movie, he addressed his countrymen before the big battle where they were vastly outnumbered. And he said this. He said, every man dies, but few men really live. You see, the man who realizes that when you die, you leave behind all that you have. And you take with you all that you are. That's the man who knows how to live. And that's the man who knows what standard of measure to live by. That's our legacy. That's our promise. From God the Father to His Son, and from His Son to you. And it's it's God's plan for every man to pass it on to his children. It can be done. You're not alone.
1: And I believe in you. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197 847-312-8197 That's 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org
3: Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.